Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. All right, it's our deep dive, episode 133. We are today going to talk about the mental health treadmill. This is a new new topic or thought concept that V and I just workshopped, um, but something I think that resonates deeply when you start to consider uh, maybe some of the weight of the words that we're going to speak. I think, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into deprogramming yourself from society that is very challenging for us to face because of the tension involved or the stress or just the general, um, you know, difficulty of believing something different than you were thought, taught for your entire life. And uh, these topics can be definitely difficult to parse and discuss and have an impartial view, especially because so many of us had deeply personal and painful experiences with something like mental health. Um, but I think the, uh, the effect of this conversation or the intended goal is to help you to see a little bit about what's happening around you and, and maybe to give you a little bit more confidence in being able to take ownership of things that you felt were out of your control in the past. Um, so with that being said, let me break down this concept. Um, the mental health treadmill is very simple. You know, in today's day and age, the positive that's happening is that society is becoming very aware of our mental condition. And we're realizing that many, many of us are sick. Um, but what this, you know, refers to is when you treat mental health the way we treat health in this country, which is with pills and with band-aids that essentially allow you to stay sick forever but never help you heal, you're creating an entire country of sick people. And I think we have that. I think we have a mental health epidemic that's very thoroughly, deeply entrenched in our country. Um, I feel fairly confident that depression is not a natural state of being for so many people. I feel fairly confident that anxiety and ADHD are not natural states of being for people and solve these problems with an external, you know, intake of a pill or a stimulant or a substance that's, that's trying to correct this behavior. Mm -hmm. You're losing all ability of control over your own mind because you're Mm -hmm. using a physical thing to control your mind for you instead of, you just doing it yourself, which I think is really it's the simplest and hardest thing to learn how to do is to, to have control over your mental state. Yeah, it's very challenging. And I think it's, it's interesting because I even, it, it is a recent phenomenon because I do not think that society teaches people to be mentally strong anymore. It, it's almost created a system in which you use it as a crutch or an excuse, whether or not you've been diagnosed with it or not, right? And I want to separate the fact this isn't a conversation that's about whether or not mental health is real. There are real mental illnesses that people are born with that are dealt with. But I think what's happened over the last 20 years is actually marginalized the importance in the treatment for those people because there's been this influx of people who believe that they have mental health issues um, as a form of not taking accountability for problems or other things that are of their own doing and have nothing to do with the makeup of the chemicals in their brain. Um, and then in addition to that, um, we have constructs um, with the internet, social media, all of these programs that are actually programmed to degrade 
people's mental health and security in themselves and constantly seek because they, they work because if you're not seeking that constant reaffirmation and dopamine from a whole bunch of people that don't even fucking know you telling you that you look nice or that you, you know, that, that you're dope or whatever, that you're doing something cool, um, it's created a phenomenon in which those things give you the dopamine, but then when you're not doing them, they make you an unhappy person away from the platform and in real life. And so it cr creates this cycle, just like the drug, like you said, there's, there's an overprescription of these drugs, but then there's also the digital drugs that serve as an, an additional drug that reinforces that same system. And, and what's led to what you've said is this mental health epidemic which at the end of the day is a product of our own doing, not just the accountability lies in the system of, of, of capitalism and consumption that has not properly thought about this. It, initially, they didn't properly thought about it as they created these platforms and now actually capitalizes on it because it is a very powerful tool to drive consumption, to drive, to generate attention and generate account generation to create increase time on these platforms they figured out that it's a way to manipulate people now people have the same level of accountability because now it there's still responsibility if you have a child you are responsible for developing their mind in such a way that they are strong enough before they get on these social media platforms, that they feel a sense of self-worth, that they feel a certain way about themselves, that they're not seeking outside validation all the time. That starts in schools and at home, and that's not happening either. And the individual accountability goes to you realizing that something that you're investing your time into, like, it's like we look at alcoholics and say that it's a disease, right? But it is a disease for a lot of people. Social media, it is an addiction, just like those things are addictions. You have to recognize that you have a problem, that you have an addiction, and you have to take the steps to fix that yourself. Nobody else in this fucking world is going to do it for you, you know? And yeah, some psychologists might take your money or take your insurance company's money, or psychiatrists might take you and say that, and, and continue to to, to manage it and, and tell you that you have a problem. But the reality is there are a lot of people walking around our society who think that they have mental health problems that really don't. And then we have a system in which we don't properly treat the people who have real mental health issues. We actually alienate those people. And then we, we encourage these people who say they have ADHD and they have all these things. Everybody has fucking ADHD. It's it, it now, and it's like we encourage these people to, to, to seek sympathy through those same platforms that are creating the issues on, on, on the internet. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's all, just a crazy, crazy system. Where it's all in pursuit of being a quote-unquote functional human being, but ultimately who's defining functional? It's a pharma company that's creating yep. the THC drug and dosing it for you. And then it's the doctors who are trained by the pharma rep on how much to give for the different variations of cases. You know, it's, I think it's shocking for most people when uh, they start to dig into how healthcare works and they see how much of the decision making is out of their doctor's hands in terms of how things are being handed out, dosed, pills, et cetera. And, you know, the biggest thing on ADHD that I want to talk about is the prevalence of ads for, you know, Adderall or Adderall like substances where it's like, hey, Come to the site, you can get 
diagnosed for ADHD online. I'm seeing tons of these ads on TikTok recently. And it's just, it's gross, man, because these platforms are how you're conditioning your mind to change direction every five seconds. So obviously it wants that kind of stimulation if you're using the platform so much. So don't buy a pill to try and focus it and then use the platform again, like break the habit of using the platform first. And you'll find that your mind changes itself, you know, pretty quickly. That's, that's one of the benefits of having a conscious mind. And so it's tough. And I, I felt this about depression over the last, you know, many years, all of my friends, I've, I've, you know, many friends who have been diagnosed with depression, you know, I've, I've, gone to see a therapist every every couple weeks for you know probably six seven years now it's i'm not i'm not a non-believer in having people to help you with whatever you're going through at any period of life but to look at something as a permanent condition that affects you is ultimately admitting to yourself that that's a natural state for you and that's the element of this where you know i feel like we get stuck is that We've normalized mental health conditions so much that people are like, oh, I have depression. I have ADHD. I have this. I have that. And it's like their excuse for why they don't get shit done. It's like, no, you still have the responsibility to be a functioning, happy adult. And the only person that pays the consequence if you don't fulfill that responsibility is you. So who are you serving by not having a belief set that is the most, you know, open to you growing into it right like if you're going to resign yourself to the fact i have this i have that and i need all these pills then what like is the rest of your life on that path do you have any intent of improving or getting better and to me that's where a lot of what we've done on mental health and society has fallen short is that we normalize things so much because we don't want to hurt our feelings this is the same thing i feel about um plus size models in general like there's a level of body acceptance that is definitely it was needed in society. Same thing with mental health acceptance. There was a level of understanding we all needed to be able to for someone to be able to come to the workplace and say, hey, mentally, I'm not there. I need to take a day or two kind of recenter and then I'll be back to where I am. Right. That is necessary. It's been necessary. We made the change. Now, a lot of workplaces are like that. But to then coddle yourself and excuse your lack of growth because of some condition that you feel you have. It's just, it's it sucks. I mean, to just give up on yourself to that degree. And that's where I feel like I have an issue with the way we treat mental health is we use it to excuse stagnation. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's true also in, in the way that we treat ob obesity, right? We're supposed to, we're not supposed to, it, it, it's like become a, a society of acceptance. No, you are responsible for taking care of your health, right? And if you don't take care of your health, there are consequences. You may still be obese, but I think what shifted now is this kind of acceptance that you don't, that it's it's something that because of the mental health side of it, that you, you aren't responsible to make changes to better your own life. Right. Yeah. And, and another thing that I want to kind of tap into is just society's thought that you need to be perfect. Right. Like this reinforcement of perfection being the goal. But by virtue of being a human being, you are imperfect. You aren't God. You are born a human being. And that's built across all religions, you, whether you know, whether you're spiritual or not. By virtue of being a human being, you are born imperfect. And to pursue perfection is going to lead to depression. I've known this um, to, to, 
to an extent. And those are people who are the greatest at things. They understand and accept that depression and unhappiness is part of the journey, right, um, of unlocking that potential. They don't use it as an excuse as to why they don't get to where they go, but they part of the process of going through depression is understanding what your imperfections are, what your insecurities are, and versus reinforcing them constantly on these social media platforms by posting that selfie or posting whatever else it is that you're doing to generate attention and reinforcement. If you believe those things about yourself already, you know, then, and you train yourself to believe yourself, regardless of what the rest of the world looks like. That is what empowerment is of self, is to actually believe in self and and understand that you are imperfect, that there are things that you don't do well, and you improve those things. There are things that you do well, right, as well. Like if, 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 if you look good and you're objectively attractive, it's that's all you're reinforcing to the outside world. Are you really working on yourself? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that that's exactly it. Working on yourself and having the desire to improve over your lifetime, even if you're born with a situation that is hampering to you, whatever that might be, some sort of, you know, what we would call <laughs> it. Our society makes these things permanent obstacles. But the reality is that you can always end better than where you began, you know? not having a limb, having a mental affliction, you know, having an emotional affliction, like whatever you feel like you're saddled with, whatever you are this moment, there's no guarantee that the next moment you are that same person. You have the full ability to choose each of your actions in each moment. And you string a bunch of those moments together and all of a sudden society says, oh, he, they're not, you know, mentally this way anymore. They're not mentally that way anymore. Or you string a different set of actions together and people say, oh, they are mentally this way or they are mentally that way. And it's it's like mental health is such a it's such a weird measure to me because it's other people's assessment of how normal they think you are, where in our society, normal is such a weird word to even strive for because we want specialization for our species to survive. We want unique people who see the world different ways, who bring different things to the table. And there's never the conversation that maybe if my brain operates this way, that's actually a good thing. And there's a community of people who are like me that serve a particular role for humanity that I can be a part of. Yep. Yep. And, and, and run a social experiment. You know, I've my relationship with social media has gotten a lot better over the last year to two because I've intentionally posted stuff that shows me imperfectly you know um and and that's been a weight off of my shoulders it reduces the pressure to constantly think about oh i need to post this perfect picture i need to post this perfect perfect video all the time it allows you to have a healthy relationship with it and the people who tap into you um based on and and support you through your imperfections are the people that are genuine and real you don't those are the people you genuinely want to support you and be in your life um, that's just another thought about this idea that I always need to post the perfect picture. I always need to show myself in perfect position. It doesn't mean that you post about, hey, I'm depressed today. I'm unhappy today. But show your process. Don't always just show people the, you know, and I, and I encourage celebrities and public figures to do this. Don't just make your social media a highlight reel 
of all of your greatest accomplishments because that does a disservice to the rest of society because it doesn't show you the hard work and the process that it took to get to that place. And that's also what's happening to, you know, generations as we see work ethic decline and the understanding of work ethic. That is a societal problem, not a children problem, right? It's it's been created by the system. And quite frankly, you know, we know this and, and you brought it up initially. There are people, pharmaceutical companies reap the reward. We saw with what happened with Oxycontin. It's not the doctors that, like you said, power is being taken out of the hands of doctors. When you have a, t- a, a 10-year-old kid coming in with their mom, seeing an, a, a commercial for Adderall and saying, my kid can't focus versus taking the responsibility as a parent to help with that focus, you tell your psychiatrist or your psychologist, he needs Adderall. And, and they keep, that is an issue that physicians constantly deal with. Um, that's that's one one part of it and it's like you just have to understand that the system around you is set up for you to be a ghost in the machine and if you don't want to be a ghost in the machine and you want to have a happy fulfilled life don't rely on these societal constructs to provide that for you or the reinforcement of the things that they tell you matter to matter to you. If you don't have a system in which the people who you're close to, your family members, the people that you interact with day to day are not the most important people in your life, and it's it's more about people that don't really have an impact on your life, what do you expect for, for yourself to truly be happy? No, you're not. Yeah, that is one of the best points. Um, best points you made uh, on this V is just that that single way of looking at the world, I think is so powerful. You know, you, you have so, so much control over your experience, over the things that you go through. If you just choose to take it. Yep. percent. society's not been constructed in a way to incentivize you to wake up. We're doing that now. We're building that now, you mm-hmm. know, society right now, everything that is a legacy structure you should have a healthy level of distrust, healthy level of distrust. Yes. You know, let's put that in there toward <laughs> everything that you're yeah. offered, right? Because yeah. you should understand whether it serves you or not. You shouldn't be blind one way or the other. Yep. 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 And, and, and as, as so long as it's not impacting, you know, your relationship with anything outside of your personal relationships or familial relationships, um, and those people that really matter and have an impact on your life, the level of power that outside world has over you is directly correlated to your lack of mental health or mental m- mental happiness because you can't you genuinely can't control control what you can control. You can control and not saying that you're not going to have unhappiness and issues. Everybody has family problems, but that's where the work needs to be put in right? In fixing your direct orbit, not what's happening on Mars. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, it's literally as simple as that. And not saying, you know, I, depression is a real thing. We all go through it. Life as an adult, um, none of us, all of us wake up and realize that 
it isn't what they told us it was going to be, that it's not all peaches and rainbows. There are a lot of societal problems. There are a lot of people-driven problems. There are a lot of government-driven problems. And you have to manage all of these things. And the only way you can manage those things is before you become an adult, if you do the work uh, to on yourself to know who you are and have an identity for yourself. Yeah, that's that's really, really well said. And uh, I think that the thing I want to also echo there that you said is um, spending your attention on the people around you, not worrying about the rest of it. You know, live live the life you're in and like a part of the journey is, yeah, maybe there will be tough conversations you have to have. Maybe you'll have to speak your truth to somebody and they won't be there to listen to you about it. Yeah. They won't be present for that. But you still have to go through those experiences and, you know, t- resolve what lies on your heart you know, with the people around you and in your life. And if you're, if you're honest with your words and if you're honest about how you feel, these mental health conditions go away. You know, if you call the person, you have the intuition to call and let them know what you're going through, you'll probably get the advice you were looking for. 100%, 100%, 100%, you know, and the process, the process of getting, you want to want to get better. You don't want to live in, and this is basics of depression. The longer you live in it and you have to accept it, embrace it and process it. But once you process it, you have to find a system to work yourself out of it, not double down on the fact that I have this, I need this. You have to work, work through it. The goal of the medication too is for you to eventually reduce your dosage of it not have to increase your dosage of it yeah that's it with any medicine too you know it's yeah. like your doctor's always going to tell you the thing that they're legally required to tell you but only you know your body only you know what it feels like only you know what feels good what feels bad and so don't do the things that feel bad unless it's the good kind of bad yep yep well man i'm i'm glad we got to dive into this a little bit the, we're calling this the mental health treadmill i think you could call it probably just the the societal treadmill as well just how how it traps you into thinking a certain way moving a certain way and everything around you is going to reinforce that essentially a victim mentality that you're encouraged to take on whether it's for physical reasons whether it's for mental reasons you know it's the same thing with the with the with the minority conversation or skin color or any of that stuff it's like Society's trying to get you to look at something you have that's different from someone else and feel less than because it's going to limit your ability to shine in this world. And if you just ignore all that and just you know let your true self shine through, yeah, you'll probably deal with some conflict, but you'll deal with you know the benefits of being truthful to yourself as well, which far outweigh the the conflict. Yep, yep, and you know that's that's a great way to put a put a button on this on this conversation. I know it'll be an ongoing topic that we'll. We'll discuss in a variety of ways, but hopefully you guys find this helpful. On that note, Pilot Boys out. Pilot Boys, we get on up. We